You're listening to Renewal by the Book, a Quran tafsir podcast based on Imam al-Ghazali's Ihya. This podcast is brought to you by Seekers Hub. This Ramadan, our goal is to raise $75,000 in monthly donations to build a global Islamic seminary so that dedicated students all over the world can complete their journeys and become Islamic scholars. You can help them by becoming a monthly donor at seekershub.org slash donate. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد سيد الأولين والآخرين إمام المتقين حبيب رب العالمين وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه Alhamdulillah. In our look at renewal by the book, in which we're looking looking at key verses of the Quran on renewing our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala following the thematic blueprint of Imam Ghazali's Ihya'ulumuddin, we're looking at understanding the heart and disciplining the self. And this is really a central component of this is a central component of our religion if not the very heart of our religion as we will see from the verses that we're looking at tonight the verses that we're looking at tonight are from surah al-shams surah al-shams contains in it the longest series of oaths in the entire Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears in the Qur'an by some of his signs. Now, the reason that there are oaths in the Qur'an is for the purpose of emphasizing that which is being sworn about. Human beings swear only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot swear by anything else. To emphasize the truth, reality, and importance, there's four primary reasons why something will be sworn about. That this is true, this is real, it's important, and it's urgent. It's true, it's real, it's important, and it's urgent. So when we want to swear, we say, Wallahi, by Allah. And... In Arabic, you can swear by other ways, by other names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. But that's unusual in English. Right? You can't say, by the most merciful, I hereby swear. Like, what century did you live in? <laughs> right? um, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. The creator and sustainer of everything. So Allah alone has the right to swear by His creation. Because these are tremendous signs of Allah. What Allah swears by, when Allah swears for something, it has these four meanings. And Allah only swears by tremendous signs of His Lordship. So it has a fifth meaning. So it's true, it's important. Right? It's true, it's real, it's important, it's urgent. And this is a great sign of Allah. The thing being sworn by. They say, لا 
The tremendous only swears by something tremendous. Right? No one would say, by the cockroach that I created. Even though cockroaches are amazing servants, are amazing creation of Allah as well. They say, at least they used to say 30 years ago, that the only thing that, and the only creature that might survive a nuclear attack would be cockroaches. Right? I don't know if that's true. But here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by the longest series of oaths. It's not just one oath. وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا Right, by the sun and its rising. And by the moon when it follows it. And by the day. And by the day when Allah makes it clear. And by the night as it casts over. And by the sky and how Allah has created it. And by the earth and how Allah has unfolded it. And by the self and how Allah has fashioned it. This is the longest series of oaths. And the ones that says, such and such, this can be considered two oaths. That I swear by the sky and I swear by how Allah has created it. The longest series of oaths. What is being sworn about? This is what we're going to look at today. Okay? After these long oaths before it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And by the self, and how he formed it. So Allah is swearing. When he says, by the such and such, the implicit is, and I, Allah, do swear by the self and how I formed it. Right? So this is after all those other oaths, this is being sworn by. And the reason it's in the third person and how he formed it, who is the one swearing? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is one of the things to pay attention to. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about himself in the third person, it has a sense of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? This tajarrud, right? this distancing himself from himself, the, consider the greatness of the one who's saying this, even though it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who's addressing. By the self and how he formed it. Allah swears by it. All of this, all of these oaths preceding by the sun and the moon and the stars and by the day, by the night, all of these oaths, what is being sworn about? One thing. فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا And then inspired it to its rebellion and its piety. This is not the swearing. The swearing is قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا Successful indeed is the one who purifies it. وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا And a complete failure is the one who corrupts it. So longest series of oaths that I swear and emphasize. I swear and emphasize. I swear and emphasize. Each of those could put, I, Allah, Lord of the worlds, do swear by this. 
and emphasize. And you could write that for each one. All these emphases come, and then Allah swears by the self. But He details what is it about the self. The self being the essence of the human being. Sometimes it's translated as soul, but I deliberately avoided using soul for a particular reason. Wanafs, right? The essence of the human being, right? The self. And how he has fashioned it. That the nature of the human being is a tremendous sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? This fa' is of consequence. And what is marvelous about the soul, about the self, that Allah has granted the human self the potential to have rebellion and the potential to have piety. But this is not what is being sworn about. That it, the self, the human self, is a tremendous sign of Allah. In, in how Allah fashioned it, and how Allah has created within it the inclinations towards the worst. Fujur is the worst of sinfulness. Right? And the highest of piety. This is, the, this is the Adamic potential. Some of the ulama said, the human being, the wisdom of him, they've been created from clay or mud, is that it is sedi sedimentary. Right? It contains layers. Right? And that's the nature of the human self. It has all kinds of tendencies gathered together. The pu purification is for the good tendencies to rise and the bad tendencies to sink. But the, the, the Adamic potential for both good and bad are intrinsic to how Allah has created the human being. So no one can ever feel safe that, well, I've purified my soul now. Good luck. Because that's not the nature of it. So at the best of creation, the prophets, despite, like imagine, you know, if you, if, if we were in their place, we'd say, let's chill out. Right? Like, we're prophets. Like, God loves us. Like, who's got a struggle? But you know that the underlying reality of the human being is this inherent weakness. Right? And the oath is, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ Successful indeed. Right? And falah is complete success. There's no word in the Arabic language more encompassing of the meanings of attaining all possible good than falah. So there's one condition for being successful in life, which is tazkiyah. It is pure, purifying that self. That is what makes you human being. Every other success is only of consideration insofar as it's a means to a, the attainment of this success, or at least it does not in any way prevent you from this fundamental success. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَ وَقَدْ خَابَ And indeed, at complete loss, is the one who corrupts it.
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats the qad. وَقَدْ خَابَ And indeed. Why? For emphasis. You could just say it once. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّهَا وَخَابَ مَنْ دَسَّهَا That indeed A and B. It's indeed A and indeed B. Why? To re-emphasize again. Why? Because this is the rahmah of Allah. The mercy of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just, tell, just told us the Qur'an is not a book of knowledge. It's a book of guidance from the most merciful. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you, you have you have a self. If you succeed, if you purify it, you succeed. If you don't, you don't. Right? But all these oaths, why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to turn to Him. He wants you to return to Him. And He has created the self as a test. Right? So, the, so oaths are for emphasis. Allah swears by the self because it's a tremendous sign of Allah. And there's one criteria for true success. Have you purified yourself? What is the purification of the self? The removal of all qualities displeasing to Allah and the acquisition of all qualities pleasing to Allah. According to what standard? According to what Allah has made clear and what the Messenger has made clear. And these are the qualities that Imam al-Ghazali makes clear in the third quarter of the Ihya, which are the muhlikat, the destructive vices, and to rid oneself of them, and the, and we've been looking at them in previous days, and the, no, actually we're looking at them in the upcoming days, I've got my sense of time upside down, and then we'll be closing Ramadan by looking at what, what are the munjiyat, the salvific virtues. Right? This is what the religion revolves around. Everything else is facilitative of this. There's one criteria for true success and one criteria for true, true failure, which is what is the state of your heart with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything else is a means to that, a necessary means perhaps, but it is a means to that. Establish the prayer for my remembrance. Truly prayer prevents from Vileness and wrong. Right? Prayer is to be conscious of Allah and it is to rid oneself of the blameworthy traits, the worst of them and the wrong of them. Right? So Allah's swearing here right, reminds us that every person has the potential for success and failure. Doesn't matter how ugly your heart may be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, just as He has put placed within you the potential for the worst of sins, He has also placed within each of us. Because the nafs here is in the indefinite. Why? Because it refers to the, the, the self itself. That is how Allah has created the human self. It's the nature of the human self. So everyone has the potential for complete failure by, by becoming immersed in vice. But even if one's immersed in the worst of vice, the potential 
for tezkiyah, for its purification, exists. Uh, so, the believer never loses hope. Because hope is not in how you are, but in who Allah is. And likewise, even if you may have attained the highest of virtue, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it, the potential exists within us for the worst of vice. So never feel secure. So we always have hope, we always have fear. That is within the human being. So, but what does... So there's a criteria. There's fujur, there's vice, and there's virtue. That's what life is about. Light and darkness. On the one side, there's justice, truth, virtue, good, and all they entail. On the other side, there is wrongdoing, bad, vice, and their like. Right? But how can one know what is good and bad, right and wrong, true or false? The key to success is divine guidance and learning it. Which is why the Prophet said, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ مُعَلِّمًا I was only sent as a teacher. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the hadith related by both Bukhari and Muslim, مَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا Whomever Allah wishes well for, يُفَقِّهُ فِي الدِّينِ He grants understanding of the religion. It is only by learning divine guidance. And that's what the sciences of Islam are about. Only by learning it, can you live it, and be transformed by it so that you purify yourself and you rid yourself of all the propensities towards vice, towards wrong, towards falsehood, towards injustice. Right? And this is the criteria of success and failure. That true success is in purifying the soul. And we'll be looking in upcoming days at some of the things, some of the blameworthy traits and how to get rid of them, beginning with how one controls one's desires, one's sinful desires, how one controls one's appetites, right? and the other related qualities. But we see in this verse something amazing, that purification is not, you know, some people say, you know, they say there's two types of spirituality. True spirituality is about, its focus is Allah and its emphasis is to change yourself to become better. False spirituality, its focus is you and to be satisfied with yourself. Right, that's the different. One true spirituality, its focus is Allah and how to change. So that you can draw closer to Allah. You can become more pleasing to Allah, more beloved to Allah. Right? Its focus is on change and the path of change. The method of change. False spirituality is about you're fine the way you are. You are great. You are wonderful. This and that. And if you're, if you're great and wonderful, then why do you, why do you have to change? Right? And beware of anything that inflates yourself. And there's much out there that does so. And beware of it. Everyone, well, it's I, 
you know, this identity, I, right? right? This is satanic. Ana khayrun minhu was the statement of Iblis. I am better than him. I dot 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 is dangerous. Right? And here it's not just that if you have bad qualities, you're kind of in trouble. Qad khaba. Khayba in Arabic is complete loss. Right? There's many words for loss in Arabic. Khayba is when you've lost everything. Right? Like you're, you've lost it all. It's not just that you missed out on some profit. But you've lost everything. Not only your investment, you've lost all that you have. It's complete destitution. Right? That you now have nothing if you have ruined yourself. Right? And, but the term des, right? Des is, what is it? It's to allow it to be corrupted. That don't just, avo- don't just avoid sins, but don't let things creep into your life. Right? Des, what is it in Arabic? It's when you quietly, secretly, indirectly insert something into another. That most corruption in our lives arises from where we don't realize. That little thing that gets in, but it corrupts, begins corrupting our state. So the key to this, Abu Saud, one of the great imams of tafsir, and they used to call him Khatibul Mufassirin, the spokesman for the imams of tafsir, he said right, that the key to purifying the self is taqwa, is operationalizing taqwa in one's life. Taqwa entails learning the limits of Allah in His commands, so you uphold them, and His prohibitions, so you leave them. But to know that true taqwa relates not only to leaving the sins of the outward, that we're very careful, we eat the halal, we don't spend on the haram, these kinds of things. But but true taqwa, this verse makes clear, relates to the sins of the inward as well. What is worse? To eat pork or to slander someone. There is no difference of opinion that backbiting, let alone slander, are far, is far worse than eating pork or leaving prayer. Right? But most of us would never imagine eating a pork sandwich, but backbiting and slander is like our dessert. So beware. Because it is, it is loss. Right? And likewise, every praiseworthy quality of the heart, and we'll be looking at those, so do strive to come in these last days, every praiseworthy quality of the heart, each one of them leads to tremendous impact in the rest of your life. Qualities such as hope and fear, gratitude, love, sincerity, and we'll be looking at these qualities. Reflection, mindfulness, watchfulness. Right? Every one of these qualities brings within it a multitude of virtues and, and virtuous deeds. Which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, 
about the day of resurrection, it's a day when nothing will benefit you, neither wealth nor family, إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except one who comes to Allah with a sound heart. Except one who comes to Allah with a sound heart. So know the guidance that Allah has given you. Right? The guidance of Allah and His Messenger. How? Seek the knowledge of this religion. Learn it, live it, and seek closeness to Allah by acquiring the qualities beloved to Allah right? that purify you from the qualities odious to Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who have sound hearts so that they can be filled with the knowledge of Allah, with the love of Allah, with gratitude, and with everything that makes us of the people of the presence of the divine. And that was the state of our beloved Messenger Sahibul Qalbil Muzakka, the one who had the completely purified and radiant heart, who was far from even the hints of any blameworthy trait. As one of the poets said, and we'll close with this, that if all beauty, if all beauty were to take human form and beauty and beauty were to see the beloved messenger of Allah and his beauty in form and character, in state and heart, beauty itself would be dazzled and say, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Right? May Allah subhanahu wa make us, make our hearts reflect of that light. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa nabina wa habibina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to this Seekers Hub podcast. To listen to the rest of our shows, please visit seekershub.fm. You can also subscribe to our weekly email newsletter called Compass, where we'll send the best of Seekers Hub's content straight to your inbox every single week. To get on the list, visit seekershub.org slash compass.